0: There are real risks associated to this drug during pregnancy.
1: Don't you think I know? This wasn't meant to happen. You can't let my dermatologist know. Hello and welcome to another episode in the Medical Protection Podcast Case File Series. Podcasts based on real cases involving one of our members. I'm your host, Dr. John Lawick, and in today's podcast, we'll be talking about some of the tricky situations involving patient confidentiality. In particular, we'll be touching on issues around sharing information between doctors and what to do if a patient asks you not to disclose something. I'm going to be discussing the case of a GP whose patient got pregnant while she was taking isotretinoin for her acne, prescribed by a dermatologist. But the patient asks the doctor not to tell the specialist that she is pregnant. To discuss this case and the issues that arise, I'm joined by Dr. James Thorpe. James is a medico-legal consultant and senior medical educator with Medical Protection. He's based in the UK where this case occurred, and of course, as is often the case, the legal situation may differ in different jurisdictions welcome james really nice to be working with you and thank you for giving us your time now as i said i think you you're based in scotland actually aren't you but you you work across the nhs is that right
2: uh, that that's right john and um, since i joined medical protection in 2014 i've provided ethical and legal advice to our members in scotland northern ireland and in ireland uh, predominantly, although I do also speak to our members in England and Wales on our telephone advice line.
1: Right, and this particular case we're talking about, I believe you did talk about it in one of the uh, webinars that went out to our UK members, um, and I, I guess we should acknowledge that the the legal situation, particularly around confidentiality, may differ between different jurisdictions.
2: Absolutely. I think that's a really important uh, point for our members listening from all across the world, John, that that the, the um, statutory uh, regulations and the uh, regulatory guidance will differ uh, depending where you're working. And if you are faced with a difficult dilemma about um, whether you should be breaching confidentiality or not, I would always advise you to pick up the telephone and, and speak to uh, one of our um, one of our expert advisors.
1: Absolutely. So let's. I think it might be helpful for uh, for our listeners first of all to hear the story from the uh, the GP's point of view. Um, so let's just play the uh, the audio about that now.
0: I was reading through my emails at the end of the day. There was one from the After Hours service saying that a patient of mine, uh, Anne was going to go to a clinic for a termination of pregnancy. I thought I remembered and so I checked her notes. It turned out a few months ago I referred her to a dermatologist and she was prescribed isotretinoin for her severe acne. The dermatologist's letter stated she had said she was not sexually active and there was no chance of her getting pregnant. This meant she hadn't been required to go on the normal pregnancy prevention program. I thought I had a pretty good relationship with Anne, so I gave her a call. It wasn't an easy call. She said the pregnancy was a one-off mistake and she was definitely going ahead with the termination. When we talked about the real risks about isotretinoin and her pregnancy, she became quite emotional. She knew the risks. That's one reason why she wanted an abortion. When I said I should let the dermatologist know, she got quite angry. She said she didn't think I should have been told. And she said very clearly that she didn't want the dermatologist to know either. I told her how important it was that she discussed the risks of the drug with her dermatologist, especially given her pregnancy. I... I also offered her to talk further in my practice. She is going ahead with determination. But I'm still unsure whether I should let her dermatologist know or should I just respect her wish for secrecy. If I was her dermatologist, I guess I'd expect her GP to tell me.
1: Tricky situation for a GP. Um, I guess as a GP myself. I normally think that uh, I should know about my patients, and I guess I would normally feel that I would let these specialists know in this situation too. So it's tricky, isn't it? That would be normal practice, I think, for many doctors.
2: Absolutely, John. I think it, it certainly is a, a tricky situation. Um, certainly, we're, this is a UK case, as I've already we've already alluded to, and in in the UK the Regulator for Doctors the General Medical Council, in their confidentiality guidance, they state that most patients understand and expect that relevant information must be shared within the direct care team to provide their care. And they say that you should share relevant information with those who provide or support direct care to a patient, unless the patient has objected. And I suppose that's the, the important point here, that we have a clear indication that the patient has specifically objected to um to the gp sharing that information with the dermatologist so certainly something to be very um to consider very carefully
1: i hear she actually told the doctor that um she didn't think he should have been told about it by the by the emergency department Um, what what do you think i mean is that something that would be normal practice again i mean in, in the UK uh, and in many countries, people have a regular doctor and I, I guess the regular doctor would expect to be
2: told about something like this. But um... in, in most circumstances, that information would be shared. And I think unless a patient specifically objects or there's a reason to think that the patient may object to that information being shared, certainly fairly standard, there's that that, that element of in implied consent for information sharing within the clinical team but there are certain situations particularly very sensitive situations where you would want specific um, patient consent. And I suppose actually this sort
1: of thing you know having an abortion or going to going to get an abortion and similarly I think some of the sexual health clinics and so on these would be the sorts of situations where patients might sometimes say I don't want anybody to, talk, to be told.
2: Well, absolutely. And services are set up differently around the world. But certainly, for example, um, in the UK, some of the sexual health clinics are separate to the hospital or are separate to the GP practice because some patients uh, want to keep that aspect of their their care confidential so these can be really tricky issues and and the sort of things that we get telephone calls about on our telephone advice line
1: so if a patient does say i don't want you to tell that i mean uh, should we therefore is is that enough should we just basically say okay this patient has has requested privacy uh, and, and i better not share it is that is that the best thing
2: I, th- I think John it's a really interesting uh, point and I suppose our starting point is thinking about patient autonomy and the importance of confidentiality and, and obviously the risk is that if patients don't think their information can be kept secure by their doctor they may not seek medical attention with potential impacts on their health or potentially the health of others um, so really, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act in any consideration of breaching confidentiality. Um, you, you really have to think of the potential consequences of that for the patient, but also for, um, for others. And there are circumstances where it may be necessary to consider breaching patient confidentiality in the public interest so I suppose the starting point is if you have a competent patient and they specifically ask you not to um, tell another doctor about a certain certain treatment or certain procedure the starting point would be that you should certainly in the UK you should usually respect their autonomy in that decision Mm -hmm. but if there is a potential public interest in disclosing that information if there's a risk of the 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 general medical council in the uk talk about serious harm to others if there's a risk of that then you would need to consider um, whether it's necessary to breach that confidentiality and it gets more complicated in that sometimes there is a legal um, duty to breach confidentiality in certain circumstances and again those laws will differ depending on where in the world you are working
1: right Also, James, you mentioned um, legal requirements. I guess there may be in different countries at certain times certain legal, certain laws that say doctors have to inform the authorities.
2: That's right, John. And many countries will have a requirement for doctors, for example, to report certain communicable diseases to the appropriate Mm -hmm. authorities. Or, for example, in the UK, there may be a requirement to Report report issues, for example, under the Terrorism Act. Um, so right. there are there right. are potentially legal requirements right. to um, provide information, and and again in the UK, if you're ordered to provide information um, to the court, for example, yeah. you you may have to release information. So there are a, a myriad of different circumstances when it comes to confidentiality, and and certainly. Uh, that's why always good to to contact us if you need that specific advice.
1: Perhaps perhaps we can pick up on on each of those in turn. Uh, before we do, I was interested when I watched your webinar, uh, James. I think you put a question to the audience, didn't you? You you, you actually did a little poll, mm-hmm. um, and I think the majority of people felt that in this situation they should respect the patients wish for confidentiality but if I remember rightly there were um 20 of 20 percent you had three options and a, something like 60 percent agreed with the conf- respecting confidentiality but there was a significant number of the of your audience who felt that uh um you know they they, they maybe could break the confidentiality in this case so it's not clear-cut this is a tricky difficult question for doctors and 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 that's why i think it's a useful one to discuss
2: absolutely and uh, i think with all of these um these situations they are never straightforward and that's why we would always advise that if you find yourself in a real life situation that you speak um to our advisors for specific advice because sometimes there are very small nuances and even if the case for example was similar to this one Um, there may be slight differences and it's always worth um, picking up the telephone and and getting that uh, tailored advice do you get
1: questions about confidentiality reasonably frequently
2: Um, I would say on a daily basis on our telephone advice line uh, John I think it's one of the most common things that we're we're asked about Um, doctors are often asked for information for example from from solicitors, from uh, other agencies, they might have a patient who has a health condition, which means that they 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 shouldn't be driving, but the doctor knows that they they are continuing to drive. So there are lots of issues that um, our members come right. to us with right. with respect to right. confidentiality.
1: I can just I can just think there that the driving one. Um, you mentioned one of the situations where maybe it would be appropriate to break confidence would be if there was a public uh, in the in the public interest you want to expand a little bit on that uh,
2: absolutely and and it's not necessarily just just driving but if if, for example you had a patient who was an airline pilot and they had disclosed to you that they they were suffering from new onset of of seizures um, but they didn't want to tell the 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 authorities or the the regulators for for pilots and you'd have to consider whether it was necessary to protect to protect There's clearly there's potentially a risk of serious harm to passengers in, in that type of scenario and that's the type of scenario where you'd have to consider breaching patient confidentiality um, and different right. different jurisdictions again will have different uh, guidance but certainly in the UK if there is a risk of serious harm to others you would have to very in in that type of situation i think it would be difficult for the doctor to justify not disclosing that information to the relevant authorities in the event of a subsequent tragedy so that's a pretty extreme example but more commonly it's, it's when somebody continues to drive and clearly somebody who's been diagnosed with having seizures or or, or epilepsy, usually they are. They have to tell the authorities and that usually their license is, is, is taken away for a period of time. But if they're refusing to tell the authorities, you know they're continuing to drive and they're putting other road users at, at risk. Certainly in the UK, the regulator's guidance is that you should inform the driving licensing authorities in those circumstances.
1: Is there anything else we should be concerned about? So in what I'm hearing you saying, James, is in general, um, the patient who requests uh, confidentiality, if they're competent, um, you would respect that request in most situations. Um, but there may be these public interests or risks to others which can occasionally override it. Um, but basically, you're also saying, think these are complex issues and it just exactly the sort of time when you should be picking up the phone.
2: Absolutely and um, I'm conscious we've got members from, from all over the world listening uh, to the podcast and for example the the regulations surrounding uh, reporting health issues and those driving will differ slightly depending where you are. I think in general the principles are likely to be to be similar but certainly i would recommend that you speak uh, you seek specific advice
1: james thank you very much i think it's interesting isn't it a simple case well a case like this which might on the surface appear quite narrow can very quickly become quite broad and 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 your your advice has been fascinating really really helpful and particularly that issue about getting some advice about the particular details of the case in the local jurisdiction
2: thank you john it's been a pleasure speaking with you
1: So interesting to hear the experience of a medico legal consultant and how often questions about confidentiality arise. And of course, the real value of making contact to get advice about the local legal situation. Members of Medical Protection can get such advice by ringing our local advice line and you'll find the numbers in the podcast description. And with that, we reach the end of today's episode, Can I Really Say Nothing? if you're new to these podcasts, maybe listening for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the channel to make listening easier in the future. You can access this podcast from all the major applications including Apple and Google and Spotify. For more information about medical protection or if you're already a member and would like a certificate for listening, please look for details in the episode description. And with that, I've been your host, Dr. John Martin.